everybody and welcome to Coffee with a Therapist this lovely Wednesday morning. I am, I'm actually, I've had two cups of coffee this morning, so you get all of this today. Um, no, I'm actually excited to talk about what you might observe in yourself if you've been the child of somebody who engaged in toxic parenting behaviors. Now, many of us, we probably had a parent that had at least a few or a couple of them. Um, and if we were lucky, they only had a couple. And then some of us have maybe grown up with parents that engaged in a lot of toxic behaviors. And so if that's the case, and if there wasn't any resolution or repair in your childhood or later on in life through therapy or other methods of healing trauma, then I'm going to talk about what you might notice or observe in yourself. And if you observe these features in yourself, and maybe you haven't connected the dots that you might have had some early childhood attachment wounds, then this is maybe an invitation for you to explore that. And if you're struggling with that, that I would encourage you to seek out a professional who works with this, because this is so worth us realizing about ourselves so that we can love and live in ways that are healthy um, with our romantic partners and be able to parent our kiddos in ways that aren't um, toxic or reactive to the toxic behaviors that our parents engaged in. And so I'm going to go through the traits of what I see in adult children of those who were raised by parents that struggled with those toxic behaviors. Number one, is that often they will struggle with indecision or guilt. So they might be overly concerned about not hurting somebody's feelings, um, especially if they had a, had a parent who was very sensitive or what made everything about them. Then they kind of learned how to just try to make decisions based on trying to make their parent happy. But with that, what they didn't develop was their ability to make their own decisions and figure out what they liked, what they cared about, what they valued. Often people express things like, I don't even know who I am. And so if you struggle with understanding who you are or making decisions or feeling guilt about hurting somebody's feelings with the decisions that you make, you might have been raised by a parent who struggled with these toxic behaviors. The other thing too is if you, especially if you had a parent who was more on the narcissism spectrum, you might also have what we call internalized gaslighting. And internalized gaslighting is when we question ourselves whenever we do have a strong belief about something or when we have an intuition or we have a feeling or a strong emotional reaction to something, we question ourselves when we have those reactions and we judge ourselves. So instead of getting curious about what that emotional reaction means or maybe what it's representing about something we need or a boundary we need to set, we judge it and we shame it and we question, you know, maybe I'm just overreacting. Maybe I'm the crazy one, right? It's like internalized gaslighting where we question our own emotional experiences of things because, again, we had other people in our lives who constantly made us feel like our emotions were not okay or that they were crazy or, you know, again, turned things on us, we will consistently blame ourselves or question our own emotional experiences because that's what other people did to us and we will engage in those behaviors ourselves. The other thing you might see is that a feeling of what we call a, we call it sick loyalty. 
And what that means is that you are loyal to a person in the sense that you will do anything for them even when they're hurting you, even when they're being disrespectful to you, even when they're crossing your boundaries, you have this like sense of loyalty that, but they're family, you know, and I don't, you don't ever give up on family or you don't ever not show up to events and you don't ever leave events because family. And now I know that notion, like I think loyalty is such a, a great value and I, I want to honor that. But if we are loyal and we still do things even when family members are hurtful and we never feel like we can set boundaries that might disrupt the so-called loyalty, then it's not healthy loyalty. Because loyalty does come from a place of like, I am loyal to you and you still need to treat me a certain way um, because I'm not just going to like be okay with all of your bad behaviors or you treating me poorly um, and there will be boundaries set around that. But to me, loyalty is more about, you know, giving people the opportunity to build back trust and having those hard conversations with them so that they're not treating you poorly. Um, it's not about just continuing to honor and be on someone's side and show up to things even when they're being really harmful or hurtful to you. Um, and so again, it may be really hard for those who had a narcissistic parent or a parent that was really toxic to set boundaries with them um, or even say, like set really strict boundaries around the time they spend around them or even if they're going to engage with that person whatsoever because for some of us it's just if they're the person's not willing to work on any of their behaviors they may not be a healthy relationship for us to continue nurturing or being close to and again that there might be that sense of guilt like no I'm supposed to be loyal this is family but family doesn't mean you just put up with getting hurt and that people get to treat you like crap like that is no that's not okay um, the other thing is that we might engage in chronic self-blame, kind of like that internalized gaslighting where we feel like we are responsible for the way things go. And even doing self-blame for things that are outside of your control. So things like if somebody reacts poorly, instead of being like, wow, that person reacted poorly and knowing that that is on them to work on their behaviors and reactions, you might think something like, well, if only I had done this, then maybe they wouldn't have reacted so poorly. Or maybe if I set that boundary a lot kinder, or maybe if I set that boundary earlier in the day, then they wouldn't have reacted so crazy. And, you know, it's not that we can't take any self-reflection and try to work on the ways that we do things. However, it's kind of like an over-focus on that and making it more about like the way that you do things, trying to control the outcome of the other person. But in all reality, even if you didn't say that boundary perfectly, even if you set it at a different time in the day, those things don't make you responsible for how that other person responded. That person is still 100% responsible for how they responded. It is not on you to walk around eggshells to make sure that person um, responds well. That is on them. We can only control our part in it. Um, and just because we do things nicely and what I've seen too, especially with narcissism or toxic parents, like it doesn't matter how nice or how great you are or how, what time of day you do it. Like, again, I think that's that false sense that we have control over that. Um, that person is still probably not going to react well. And again, not taking ownership for what is theirs to work on, which is the reaction and how they deal with things. 
The other thing is that they're likely to also have what we call an insecure attachment. And generally speaking, what that means is that a person in the romantic relationships will either be overly independent, you know, not wanting help, not wanting someone to get too close to them, keeping things more surface level, not engaging in as much emotional intimacy because that's not cool, or, you know, distancing and avoiding whenever things do get hard. So that would be like the overly independent insecure attachment, or they could be overly dependent on their partner. And that might look like, you know, their happiness depending on how good the relationship's doing. Like when the relationship's good, they are good. When the relationship is bad, they are bad. Um, Or when their partner isn't doing well, they're not doing well. Or, you know, really needing that sense of like validation and importance and love coming from our partner. And that's that insecure and overly dependent, like wanting to make sure like in fights, sometimes that looks more like making sure we resolve it as soon as possible and not being okay with there ever being tension, right? And the other thing too that kind of throws a loop for all of this, which I've described before, is that some people may experience both. They may experience going in and out of bouts of having an overly independent kind of attachment stance and then going into an overly dependent attachment stance. Um, And that's what we would call disorganized. Now, of course, it doesn't always look exactly like cookie cutter like this, but essentially it's just not being able to have a healthy amount of intimacy and distance in our relationship or having a strong sense of yourself while still being connected to that person and wanting to engage in emotional intimacy. And then the last thing, and I think ultimately the biggest telltale sign is that they organize their lives around trying to make the other person happy. Like essentially, if you've had a parent that's parentified you or engaged in toxic behaviors, you tend to organize your life around ensuring that everybody else around you is okay. You might be the person that listens to all your friends, but then doesn't really feel like you have friends that listen to you. Um, or you might be the person that is just trying to do little things for everybody to make sure they are happy and doesn't really have that internal focus on what makes me happy and what can I do for myself. Like that almost just seems like a foreign language because you've learned how to live your life making sure everybody else was happy slash the environment was safe, right? Because if you didn't have a safe environment, you probably did things as a kid to try to control it. And in that, didn't learn how to just be yourself and ask yourself the developmental questions and go through those phases of figuring out who the heck you are and just being that in a safe environment. I hope that all of that resonates. Again, I wanted to really hash out what I meant by all of these different things because I know I could just like label them in a list like I have on Instagram and TikTok, but I think fully talking about them and giving examples sometimes helps people connect the dots, especially my guess is that a lot of people are like, what the heck is sick loyalty? Um, So I hope that that was helpful and just kind of really hashing out what those things look like and the different features that we may exhibit if we've grown up in an environment where there were some attachment wounds or toxic parenting behaviors or, you know, we had a parent that was narcissistic. All right, y'all, I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. Take care out there, and I will check in with you tomorrow.